This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Competition's paying the price. Key Wiz, Lou, on this lunchtime edition of WABC. I wonder why we're playing uh, the classic LL Cool J, I'm going to knock you out. Well, it's kind of obvious, although knowing you and your FM veg mind. FM standing for freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, and Frank Morano. You're probably saying, oh, it's a tribute uh, because LL Cool J once again has been picked. As the host of the MTV Video Music Awards with uh, Nicki Minaj Etouage? No. Not, not, the, no, no, sorry. It's not the reason. We chose this story because it's a story of the crime wave that has spread not only across the nation and the world, but epitomizes New York City as a place you want to come to to commit crime because there will be no consequence. No consequences whatsoever in three of the five boroughs. So let's look at this uh, latest attack that has resulted in the Bronx DA cutting loose. A guy almost killed somebody in the streets of 188th Street in the Grand Concourse outside of the Fuega Tipico Restaurante at 1045 on Friday was the lead story and all the national news stories and all the newspapers and all the local broadcasts. And it was something that I was asked to comment on. The Sean Hannity, the rock-ribbed all-American conservative voice of reason from Franklin Square, Long Island's Fox News Channel uh, show the other night. And um, you see the promo says that Curtis Sliwa knows more about New York City than anybody else, and that's proof positive. You haven't even heard half of the story. About this guy who put on lead-lined gloves. That's right, lead-lined gloves. And sucker-punched this Mexican guy in the back of the head to the point where he hit his head on the curb. He's at Jacoby Hospital. They've had to put him in an induced coma because of blood on the brain. And it may well be he never recovers. He may die. Or he may stay in a partially impaired uh, state for the rest of his life. Now, the guy's name right away clicked into my head. Van Pugh. Wait a second. Van Pugh, this guy's Vietnamese. Have you heard any of the reports talk about how he is from Vietnam? Hell no. Now, I don't know if he was uh, allied with the North Vietnamese of Ho Chi Minh. I don't know if he was in uh, Saigon in the South allied with the United States before the Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese, won the war. I have no idea. 
But have you seen any story indicating whether he is legal or illegal, huh? Huh? Pan Pew from Vietnam? Of course not. Because this is a sanctuary city. And let's presuppose that I am correct and he might be an illegal alien from Vietnam. Nobody would have ever asked him for his identification. Nobody. Because in a sanctuary city like New York City, you cannot ask an illegal alien for their papers. It's none of your B.I.B. business. That's why we're a sanctuary city. And by the way, sanctuary city goes back to Ed Koch. We were a sanctuary city during Ed Koch, during Rudy Giuliani, during Michael Bloomberg, during Comrade Bill de Blasio, and now under Eric Adams. We've been a sanctuary state, including under the 12 years of Governor George Pataki. In New Jersey, across the Hudson, they've been sanctuary cities and sanctuary states for, oh, way back even before. Shamu! El Jefe Chris Christie. So let's stop this nonsense. Like this is all of a sudden a newfound situation involving illegal aliens. This has been going on for decades. Let's concentrate on this attack that took place. On 188th and the Grand Concourse, just four blocks from where I started the Guardian Angels. Back in 1979 as a night manager of Mickey D's because the crime was off the hook. As it is now as we slide to the abyss. So who's this Vietnamese guy who sucker punched this Mexican guy outside of that restaurant? Well, guess what? Turns out. He was the hired security at Fuego Tipico Restaurant, right? There. Have you heard that in any stories? Come on, come on. Hey, Kevin, have you heard that, huh? Uh, Lou, have you heard that? How come they're not? Why is it I, with limited resources, know all of this? The guy was working as security. He had the lead-line gloves. That's what they do as security. How do I know? Because I've been hit with lead-line gloves before. And let me tell you something. It rocks your world. Where does this guy live, this guy Van Pugh, the Vietnamese uh, immigrant, if he's legal or illegal, if he's got no papers? He lives in the Help USA Men's Shelter, which is just four blocks away. Now, how the hell did I find out all of that? And apparently not the media, because they're all focused on the fact that he was arrested and charged with attempted murder by the NYPD, who did the right job to fight through precinct. Up on um, uh, up in the northern part of the Bronx, did that right along with Shula Parkway. They did the right thing. They booked him, attempted murder, and then what happens? It goes to the Bronx District Attorney's Office. Now let's get real here, because our full attention has always been on Alvin Bragg. Turn him loose, Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. And the relationship that Alvin Bragg has with uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is that both of them are followers of Al Sharpton and the nation, uh, the National Action Network. They're friends of Eric Adams. Uh, so they're not, he's not going to disparage. He's not going to name and shame Alvin Bragg. We understand that, all three of them. It's like the three musketeers. Eric Adams, Sharpton, and Alvin Bragg. You never hear Eric Adams disparage, name and shame, Alvin Bragg. But what about the district attorney in the Bronx, who is absolutely the worst, worst than Alvin Bragg, the worst in the city? One-third of all violent crimes occur in the Bronx. Darcel Clark, have you heard her name? Of course not. She slips under the radar screen. But throughout her life as an assistant district attorney, in the Bronx District Attorney's Office, and 12 years on the bench. 
That's right. 12 years she was a judge. Most of that, a criminal court judge in the city of New York appointed by the corrupt Bronx Democratic machine. She has created, now get this, <laughs> she has created a situation, you're going to love this, uh, an alternative to incarceration in the Bronx. She has circles of community volunteers who resolve crimes with offenders outside of the criminal justice system. How do you do that outside of the criminal justice system? It would suggest to me that that's illegal to begin with. Does anybody comment on that? Absolutely, Jack Diddley squat, none, because it's Democrats protecting Democrats. She had 16 years on the branch, most of it in criminal court. She then becomes the district attorney of the Bronx, and she has been turning gangbangers and criminals loose. More importantly, she, if she sees the color blue of a crip gangbanger, she'll turn them loose. If she sees the color blue of the NYPD, is a hell of a price to pay because you're screwed. So if you wear the blue of the Crips in the Bronx before Darcel Clark, remember the name, Bronx District Attorney, you get turned loose. If you wear the blue of the NYPD, you're screwed. So this guy, arrested by the cops for attempted murder, and then all of a sudden the charges are knocked down to a misdemeanor. Who made that decision? Bronx District Attorney Darcel Clark. This is a guy who is a rapist, who is considered a predicate offender. He is level three sex offender, the most serious designation for sexually abusing a 17-year-old girl in 1994. You would think on that and that alone he would be remanded to jail, no bail. Hell no. Darcel Clark, friend of all criminals, regardless of your ethnic background, your racial background, or whatever crimes you've committed, decided to cut the charges of attempted murder down to misdemeanor charges, released him under what they call supervised release. Now, what the hell is supervised release? Come on. Ask any of these DAs in the five boroughs of the city of New York to describe what supervised release is. There is no such thing as supervised release. The bracelet doesn't work. When they put the fortune off bracelet on your ankle, you could take it off. You could put it on a cat around its neck while it roams around the house. You go out and you party hardy and you're smoking blunts and you're dealing cocaine. It doesn't matter. It's such a farce. So why is it that nobody is attacking Darcel Clark the way everyone's attacked Alvin Bragg? Why is it I've said here time and time again to you because I know where all the bones are buried and who buried the bones in New York City. I declare that I know more about New York City than any man or woman walking this planet. And I am prepared to reveal to you whether they are friends or foes, whether they've crossed the line. How many times have I told you about Eric Gonzalez, DA in Kings County in Brooklyn, that if you're caught with a loaded nine millimeter gun, You're assigned to a diversion program. You don't go to jail. You come in once a week. You see a therapist. You have uh, pizza and Coke, and they tell you, please don't do it again, and we'll seal your record. I've told you this over and over again. Worse than Alvin Bragg, and he is horrible. It's Darcel Clark in the Bronx, the worst, followed quickly by Eric Gonzalez. Now, you know who said this? You know who said this, Lou? You know who said this, uh, Kevin? And it hasn't been reported by any of the media Hey, media, wake up. Wake up. Where are you, media? Wake Wake up. up. That's right. Wake Wake up. up. Wake up. 
Wake up! Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb at a meeting last Saturday. While she was being barraged with questions about, why don't you fire Alvin Bragg? Why don't you fire Alvin Bragg? Which she has the right to do. Any district attorney in any of the 62 counties of New York State. She said, you think Alvin Bragg is bad? This is Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. Eric Gonzalez of Brooklyn and Darcel Clark of the Bronx are worse. Look at the records. And she is correct. Uh, media, would you please wake up? Wake up. Wake up, media. Wake up. How come you're not reporting what Governor Crime Wave Hochul said last Saturday when she was under a barrage of questions about why she doesn't uh, fire Alvin Bragg? Wake up. She said, if you think Alvin Bragg is bad, and we all know he is, she didn't say that, I did. Uh, you got to look at the record of Darcel Clark in the Bronx and Eric Gonzalez. So when you see this story, sucker puncher set free. I have now told you more information than any of the news reports collectively on this guy, Van Few. Vietnamese, I want to know if he's legal or illegal. He lives in a USA men's shelter just four blocks from the restaurant. He came out of the restaurant. He sucker punched. This Mexican guy outside was talking to people at 1045 at night on 188th and Grand Concourse, four blocks from where I started the Guardian Angels at Mickey D. So I've got a lot of contacts in the area with lead line gloves. Why did he have lead line gloves? He was the security there. Is he on the books? Hell no, he's not on the books. He's living in a men's shelter four blocks away. That's why you have to listen each and every afternoon. From 12 to 1, first O'Reilly for 15 minutes and then my 45 minutes of a rip and reading commentary. Because you're not going to learn any information like this from anywhere else. And then look, as if uh, I need to add more insult to injury about the lame, inept DEA in the Bronx, Darcel Clark, who has flown under the radar screen. Did you see that armed robbery? 1045 in the morning yesterday at McCombs Road. A mother and a six-year-old child. Guy drives up, Dodge Charger. One guy jumps out, opens up the door, puts a gun to her head, robs her of her valuables, jumps in the Dodge Charger and takes off. By the way, the NYPD gives a description. They have all of his garb, his Gucci, all of his garb, even the sunglasses he was wearing. You know what's the one thing they didn't describe? The color of his skin. Over on the point spread, I'd say since 80% of the collars are against uh, guys who are black, I bet you this guy's black. Hey, tell the truth. But we got to tell the truth about friends of Eric Adams that he will not name and shame. Alvin Clark, Darcel Clark in the Bronx. Make that Alvin Bragg. Darcel Clark in the Bronx and Eric Gonzalez in Brooklyn. And just remember, you learned about who this guy is, this enemy of society, Van Few, the Vietnamese. Guy who is out on a rape conviction, third-tier, most dangerous sex offender on parole, Darcel Clark. Remember the name, Darcel Clark. I want to hear Eric Adams condemn his friend today, condemn Alvin Bragg, condemn Eric Gonzalez. Don't give these generic condemnations. And I want Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb to repeat what she said last Saturday, that if you think Alvin Bragg is bad, you should look at the records of Darcel Clark in the Bronx and Eric Gonzalez in Brooklyn. Media, do your job. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Yeah, I love the nightlife. This should be the theme for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who keeps promoting the nightlife over and over and over again. Oh, by the way, Lou, uh, Harper's Magazine, that would be considered pretty liberal progressive magazine, right? We wouldn't call that uh, like Newsmax magazine, right? You know, right wing. No, 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 no. Anyway, they have a full-published, full-page article on Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, the nightlife mayor of New York City. And they quote him extensively. This is what he says, while our city falls into the abyss every which way. This is Eric Adams. This is a city of nightlife, the 24-7 city that never sleeps. You can't stay home in your pajamas all day. I'm not going to become the nanny mayor I have to be out. I've got the swagger. I've got great abs. I have a nice firm behind. Lou, the mayor, said he has a nice firm behind. Why would he say something like that? A little freaky deaky to me now. I don't know if he's a hetero by... Uh, or maybe, um, you know, one of 72 different sexual designations. You're free to do that at any point. But I find that incredibly odd that he would say, I have a nice firm behind. This is the mayor of the city of New York, Eric uh, Adams speaking. I drink Tito's and seltzer. Well, at least it's a vodka from Austin, Texas, very liberal Austin, Texas, where that's where the illegals are being bussed from, uh, Governor Abbott's office. But he drinks Tito's. This is a city of strong spirits. I must test the product. Like the time he drove on to the sidewalk outside of his basement apartment on Lafayette and Bed-Stuy, half in the bag, crawled into his apartment for four hours. There were all kinds of law enforcement outside ready to arrest the person who drove his car up on the sidewalk. This is when he was running for mayor. And then they saw it was Eric Adams, and they backed off. Anyway, I think he should extend an invitation to the Finnish Prime Minister, Sani Marin. As you have seen, she loves to test the nightlife, too. She's only 36 years old and defended her conduct, seen in viral clips, and vehemently denied using drugs, but said, I will not take a drug test. I mean, she's at a rave party in Finland. And, I mean, she's going off and mean. Man, she's got the urge to merge. You see her dancing with that one guy. Boy, she should have gone for a pregnancy test uh, the next day. That's how close they were. And you know she's dropping Molly in ecstasy. And she says, what does anybody in Finland care if I party to the break of dawn as long as I show up for my job during the day? Um. Lou, this would be the perfect partner for Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. They both believe in the nightlife, nightlife in Finland, nightlife in New York City, while the rest of the day, things uh, are mishikash. 
Anyway, uh, you saw Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan yesterday. He had on the hard hat. He had on the reflective vest. He had on safety glasses, and he had a sledgehammer. And remember what he said, Lou. He said, you got to put your hips into it, like the demolition man. you got to put your hips into it as he knocked down one of 24 different uh, restaurant shacks that have been turned into a place where people fornicate and copulate, they defecate, they urinate, they dump garbage, rats dance, the horror, the tarantella. They're vandalized, they're graffiti, they've been an eyesore, and they've led to increased crime, increased, increased problems of smells of rats and garbage. So he's taken out 24 of the abandoned eatery spaces, but wants to promote... Uh, the uh, use. In fact, again, he refers to the nightlife. I want you to uh, hear Eric Adams as he was just finished putting his hips into demolishing uh, some of these restaurant sheds that are no longer being used. Um, I thought the heater system, I ate outdoors a lot during the winter. I thought the heaters uh, were great. Uh, So I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor and I like to test the product. Nightlife is a key (laughs) indicator of our city's economic health. And we must keep it strong, and we have to get it right, and we have to do better uh, to make sure structures like these uh, are not existing in our community. Now, let me ask you a question, Lou. Uh, As he samples the nightlife, as he goes from five-star restaurant to five-star restaurant at night, do you think he pays for any of those meals? What do you think? Hell no. You think when he goes to those private clubs and drinks Tito's and Seltzer, he pays uh, for any of that? Hell no. Well, let me tell you, Mr. Mayor everybody else in the city, I was on the corner of Reed Church and Broadway yesterday, actually Reed Street. A lot of hipsters and millennials moved in there before the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020 paid outrageous amounts of money for the condos. It's just uh, three blocks from City Hall. And there were these sheds, these restaurant sheds, a lot of them not being used. Uh, they need to be uh, knocked down, Mr. Mayor. So as you play Demolition Man, you could go from block to block and be knocking them down. But there was uh, this homeless guy, this emotionally disturbed guy. He was laying down right next to one of those those fixtures that was put in by Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love, you know, where you could charge up your cell phones, and the only ones who do it are the emotionally disturbed and the homeless, and they build little colonies, little enclaves around there. And a lot of the guys watch porno all day, and they're like jagging themselves off in front of the public, and nobody does anything. But people were blowing up my phone and my wife Nancy's phone, the animal rights activist. You can hear her with me 11 to 12 on Sunday nights. We do the animal welfare hour. And complaining that this emotionally disturbed guy had a dog by the leash, And at times he would be extraordinarily abusive to the dog. So naturally, all hands on deck. We put the call out. Animal rights activists showed up. Uh, Rob Becerra, Grace Navarro, who've helped us extraordinarily at times. We surrounded this guy. and We looked at him. The cops had come. They checked the tags. And believe it or not, it was registered to this guy, this dog. And he said to yourself, God, how could you let this dog stay out here in this condition? And how could you let this emotionally disturbed person, homeless person, stay out here, live in the streets, litter, litter up the streets like it was no tomorrow, all kinds of empty uh, uh, cheap gin uh, bottles? And the city, the cop said, there's nothing we could do. Uh, The dog belongs to him. 
Well, I'm telling all of you, if the city of New York, three blocks away in City Hall, whether it's the mayor, a deputy mayor, or anybody in charge of any one of these agencies that deal with the emotionally disturbed, the homeless, and you're doing nothing, if you don't deal with it in the next 72 hours, and I get another report, uh, this emotionally disturbed, the homeless guy being abusive to the dog, I'm going and I'm taking the freaking dog. And if you want to lock me up, you know where you can find Curtis Lee. I'm the easiest guy to find in the city. So I'm putting you all on note. You either deal with that emotionally disturbed homeless guy and you get him the mental health care treatment. He's been denied by the one and a half billion dollars that was stolen by Bill and Charlene McRae for the so-called Thrive mental health program and nobody saw results of. You either take that dog and you allow him to be adopted out to, uh, to a family or individuals who will give him TLC, or I'm going to come and I'm just taking the freaking dog. And go ahead, lock me up. I've been locked up 77 times before. I'll welcome the 78th arrest. Show you how screwy it is in this city. Oh, by the way, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, was complaining about all the uh, <laughs> the weed trucks. I know, I, uh, Lou, don't lie. I've seen you pass by those weed trucks, uh, 42nd Street, Times Square, they're everywhere. And he was complaining that they were selling products and it's not registered, and it's not licensed like it should be, and listen, you can't do this. And he was giving them all a warning. Meantime, if I remember correctly, right after he beat me in the general election, and he beat me by 70 to 30 percent, he appeared uh, with Stephen Colbert right on the stage of the Ed Sullivan Theater. Remember, and he said this? One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, you it's know? big. And I can't give you this gift. I'll give it to you later, you know? <laughs> so now he's openly promoting the use of marijuana in the city that he just got elected mayor to. And now he's saying we got to crack down on it. God, this guy is like manic depressive. It's from one moment to the next. Uh, every one of these storefronts, these pop-up storefronts that are selling marijuana products uh, or other products uh, that are described as such, what they do is oftentimes to skirt the law since they are not licensed to sell recreational use of marijuana, which is now legal in the state of New York, but no licenses have been issued. They're claiming the only people who are going to get licenses are the people who've been busted for selling pot before. And this is taking forever because, let's face it, state agencies in charge have to be wine-dined in pocket line. Politicians have to be wine-dined in pocket line. It's all part of the corruptive nature of government. Democrats, Republicans, I don't trust any of them, ladies and gentlemen. They always got their hand out. It's always whining, dining, and pocket lining. So anyway, in this particular sense, a lot of these businesses are selling marijuana and marijuana products in which you buy something else. You're buying a book, you're buying a video, you're buying something completely different, and they're giving you the nickel and dime bag basically for nothing. Uh, as almost, you would say, a swag bag, right, when you get a swag bag. I mean, look at all those freakazoids, trendoids, jet setters in Hollywood. They're never paying for the, uh, for the product. They're getting it free in their swag bag. So Eric Adams and his administration 
have really got to get hip to this. You can't promote it one second and then not think that people are going to go out there and illegally sell it because you can possess it, yes, but you cannot illegally sell it, but nobody's being arrested. So guess what, psych? (laughs) You're going to have weed trucks everywhere, no matter how many go to Toe Jack City. Anyway, also on the illegal alien front, we see that there are a number of illegals. By the way, we're taking cellies. How do they take cellies? They're all crossing the border. Uh, They're being put on the Greyhound bus by Governor Abbott, and they're being sent now to New York City, direct pipeline, uh, right to the Port Authority. And the moment they're getting off the bus, they're taking selfies. Now, Lou, I don't know about you, but if I was poor and impoverished and I didn't have two pesos to rub together, how the hell am I paying for cell phones? And I know Governor Abbott and the uh, National Guard in Texas, which have been mobilized uh, to try to stop the bum rush across the border. They're not giving them uh, Obama phones. So I'm wondering if it's the Department of Homeland Services, uh, Homeland Security, Mayorkas, who's giving them uh, Obama cell phones. Anyway, they're all taking selfies. They're all sending back photos of how they're being put up at the Milford Plaza and other hotels and how life is great. And some of them are complaining. They're complaining that they're not getting services fast enough. The hubris, the chutzpah. And the media is reporting this as if somehow government is not moving quickly enough to help illegal aliens of whom we don't know who they are because you can't ask for their identification. None of them have been tested for a variety of diseases. Tuberculosis, malaria, COVID-19. Monkeypox, polio, let's run through them. No. They're just permitted it, and apparently now we see there's a video showing border agents of the Limigre Immigration and Naturalization Service calmly unlocking gates to let illegal aliens in, which outraged Governor Abbott and outraged uh, his National Guard and his border agents who said, look, the feds are being told, let them in. Let them in. Where's the orders coming for? Is it from Giggles? <laughs> Vice President Harris, who was named the Tsarina of the uh, flood of illegals across the board. Is it Mayorkas? Is it Joe Biden himself in his basement? And then Texas Governor Abbott has hired security officers to keep migrants on the buses to New York City. As you know, Lou, many of them, the moment they get on a bus and they find out they're going to New York City, Nueva York, they want to jump off because they've seen on Telemundo and Univision all the crime in New York City. Now he has private security officers who are keeping them on the bus so that they have to get to New York City to be embraced by Cardinal Dolan and Catholic Charities, which is looking to get a payout from us to sucker taxpayers. By the way, who's paying for all of this? We are. And yesterday, the head of the NYC Hotel Association said he's in complete solidarity with Cardinal Dolan and Eric Adams, uh, the swagger man with no plan. In welcoming in the illegal aliens, and he represents 300 hotels throughout the five boroughs of the city of New York. He said, we did this during COVID-19. We sheltered the homeless. We were the front line for medical workers and recovering coronavirus patients, and we're available for a price to do it again. For a price to do it again. Of course, who's going to pay for us? The socket taxpayers. This is unbelievable. And while all this is taking place, drought alert, drought alert. In fact, yesterday, Governor Murphy, I guess, finally back from his endless vacation at his $28 million villa in Italy, was screaming, knuckleheads, 
knuckleheads. You can't be watering your lawns. You can't be using the water. And look at what some of the sheep in New Jersey were saying about a governor who constantly disparages them and calls them knuckleheads. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's all in the hips. <laughs> it's all in the Work with me. It's all in the hips. Yeah. It's all in the hips. 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 Get off of me. It's all in the hips. Hey, just easing the tension, baby. It's all in the hips. I'm on tonight. You know my hips don't lie. I'm hips. 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 Let's go. Real slow. Don't see the hips. It's all in the hips. They know I'm on tonight. My hips don't lie. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor, and I like to test the product. Outstanding. Chris Libertini, I have to give him props for that. I'm typically dissing and dismissing him. That was so good. That's the anthem for Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. You got to move those hips. You got to show you got swagger. And then as I revealed to you in Harper's Magazine, he said, I have a nice firm behind. What the hell did he mean by that? I drink Tito's and seltzer. Well, lucky he drinks seltzer because, uh, Mr. Man, there's going to be a drought going on. It's engulfing New York, it's engulfing New Jersey, it's engulfing Red China, it's engulfing France and Spain, it seems, wherever you look all over the world, there's a drought. But uh, after that great rejoin by Chris Libertini, couldn't say it any better. It's all in hips. Many of you who don't really have money because of the Biden slash Putin inflation and the incredible exorbitant rates you have to pay for your basic necessities, You might want to go over to the West Side Highway, all along the railing there, and peer out, and there are whales and dolphins that are flocking to our New York City waters. Whales. All kinds of whales. All kinds of dolphins. And that would partially explain why there are so many sharks from Quag in the Southamptons. All along the south shore of Long Island, Robert Moses State Park, um, you have uh, oh, so many enclaves uh, along uh, Nassau County and then right into the Rockaways itself to the Irish Riviera, going way out uh, to Breezy Point. Sharks, sharks everywhere. I don't know if you saw that two people were bitten by sharks in the waters off of Myrtle Beach in South Carolina on Thursday One person said, I just felt something, I guess, bite me, and there was a shark on my arm. I was only waist-deep in the water. I kept pushing at it to get it off my arm, and luckily I did. Well, that would have been it for me. Now, you know what happened in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Everybody there probably uh, primarily goes there to golf. There's so many golf courses. They probably said, hey, we'll stay out of the water, the Atlantic Ocean, and we'll just stick to the golf. Then down in Alabama, which is the Gulf of Mexico, Uh, There were hammerhead sharks, hammerhead sharks coming towards the shore. You saw swimmers running for their life because the hammerhead sharks weren't after the swimmers, although the swimmers wouldn't know in Bama. They were after the the stingrays. 
They were feeding on the stingrays. It was a feeding frenzy, and people were running for their lives. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama, right, by Leonard Skinner. Uh, They didn't want to stay on the beaches of Alabama. It's incredible. They're everywhere. And then I noticed that Jonah Hill says that he has anxiety attacks. And, Lou, because he has anxiety attacks, Jonah Hill has said he's no longer going on the road to promote his new movies. Anxiety attacks. But no anxiety to go in front of the uh, cameras, sometimes 12, 14, 18 hours a day. He can do that and repeat his lines over and over, and they have to take scene after scene multiple times. That he can do for a price. But he doesn't want to go out and promote his new movies to avoid anxiety attacks. This is something that stars and starlets uh, think demeans them, that they have to go into local venues and sit with the... uh, the person who is in charge of cultural affairs for the TV station or the newspaper, in charge of movies or Broadway or whatever, and you got to sit down with a person at no consequence. It's so beneath them. So now they're going to claim that they have anxiety attacks. You know, Lou, who will take Jonah Hill's place promoting the upcoming movie, Gemini Lounge, filming Sid Rosenberg? Well, Sid Rosenberg has now agreed to substitute for Jonah Hill for all those... Uh, promotions that he is dissing and dismissing for his new movies because he has anxiety attacks. Sid Rosenberg will welcome an anxiety attack. And, yes, his uh, book, uh, Citizens United, right? Uh, Sid, a bestseller. Uh, I'm telling you, New York Times, you got to go out. If you can't afford it, steal it. And then how interesting. Look at Howard Schultz. Grew up with me in Canarsie. Bayview Projects, right? Became the CEO of Starbucks three times over, three times having his uh, Seattle Starbucks uh, Grande Vente uh, Latte or whatever the hell they call that. Starbucks is claiming they got ripped off because uh, Russia and Putin have decided to open up their own knockoff Starbucks. And Putin is saying to Howard Schultz uh, of CA Tough Nuggies, what are you going to do about it? I already ripped off McDonald's. They closed all their Mickey D's and we reopened them and knocked them off. And I don't know, with this ongoing battle, this uh, battle to the death between uh, the Ukraine and Russia, Snickers bars are still being sold in the streets of not only Moscow, but other Russian cities. I don't know if you're aware, but Russians are addicted to vodka, as we already know, and Snickers bars, which they believe was a CIA plot back when uh, Boris Yeltsin, I mean, drunk on vodka every day, allowed the Snickers company to come in and give out free samples. I know I saw it for myself in the streets of Moscow in 94. Big billboards, TV commercials. So people in Russia are addicted to vodka and Snickers, and the Mars Bar Corporation refuses to close down their Snickers plants in Russia. In fact, they're just saying, hey, we'll addict Ukrainians. So ladies and gentlemen... As we lead up to Greg Kelly, Lieutenant Colonel here at WABC, and the second day of return of Mike Kumbaricic, Rudy Giuliani, from his inquisition at that grand jury hearing in uh, Fulton County in Georgia. I welcome you all to drop by to 86th Street and 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge. It is the uh, festival that you're going to want to attend. It's the Open Street Festival, and I will be there at the booth supporting the uh, Brooklyn GOP and all the candidates they're supporting. Governor Lee Zeldin, his uh, lieutenant governor candidate, uh, Esposito, running for Congress, uh, Nicole Maliotakis, uh, those that are running for state Senate, state assembly, 
We're trying to get out to vote. You know, there are primaries next week. Uh, so far with early voting, I've gone to uh, some of the polling locations where I live in Manhattan. Dismal turnout. I mean, dismal turnout. And it'll be a dismal turnout this coming week for all of the primaries involving Republicans and Democrats. But I'll be out there before I come back to all of you uh, to take you to the break of dawn from 12 midnight to 6 Saturday morning. Then so nice do it twice on Sunday, 12 to 6. And in between, left versus right with Anthony Weiner Saturday from 3 to 4. But I'll see you tonight, 7 to 9.